Welcome to the Rainbow Remix Best of Series for 2022. Today we'll be featuring Franco Stevens, founder of Curve Magazine, and Celeste Picos, co-star of Showtime's Work in Progress. I don't, did you, I don't know, like, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, J.D. when I was smoking my cigars. <laughs> Don't be an asshole today. Up first in the mix is founder of Curve Magazine, Franco Stevens. This full episode originally aired on April 17th, 2022. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Jay. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> this is yeah. I, we are we've been talking about this all week. We're so excited. I mean, totally. You're, you're like in a uh, legend, icon, icon status, you know, at this point. So I wouldn't go that far, but thank <laughs> you for the compliment. Oh, for sure. I would just want to tell you a really quick story. Back when I was doing the lesbian lounge in 2008-2009 um, Curve Magazine listed us as as one of the top 10 podcasts and it was it was life-changing <laughs> like it was one of those moments where when we found out we had to like do the dance like do yeah <laughs> yeah well I it, hope it, it increased your um it did by viewership it it really audience yeah, our downloads, you know, started going up and we, it was it was so much easier to get guests. You know, oh, we, were, good. we were scratching and clawing for like three years trying to get guests and everything. And <laughs> it was just, it was, it was seriously, it was life changing. And it's, it's, I mean, I feel like I owe it all to you, like being in this, in this position. Well, not all to me, but I do, I do. I'm glad it was helpful. I really no, am. I, I read your story of how you started Curve. And I was so inspired by that. The leap of faith you took to, to you, you, there's a story you maxed out your credit cards. I did. You bet on a horse. Several horses. Several horses, okay. And you won and you had enough money to get started with your magazine. That is such an amazing story. I saw the documentary, I loved it, I bought it. So oh, I can watch you. it again. And uh, wow, like, like, how did you know? Like, what did what? How did you do that? How did you get the courage to do? Yeah, was that, that a that gut? Day? Was it a gut instinct? Do you think? Well, I think it. It's it's a few things. First off, I have a history with horses and horse racing because my dad was very into it, and my grandfather was, you know, worked work the track as a you know I don't want to say what he did but you know he was involved in gambling so I kind of grew up around it and um so I didn't go in there blind but uh Mm -hmm. it definitely was like okay well this will either work and it's supposed to be or it won't and I'll be by the time I'm 30 the you know the the bankruptcy will be off my record (laughs) so I was just like you know just I think when you're young you can like take chances you know when you're 
when you're old like yeah. I am now, it's it's harder to take chances and yes. um, you know. But, but uh, we, uh-huh. if you feel like like the need for this magazine that was that was your I never, need. Yeah, I never questioned it for a second. I was just like, oh yeah, this is I'm going to do this. This is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, there was um, definitely a need for that. So yeah. yeah. And it was, it felt so like, it was like our Bible, you know what I mean? Like the monthly curve magazine was like, you, I remember standing at my door, just like with my hand out waiting (laughs) the day it was coming. I knew what time it was was being delivered. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't want to be without it. It's a, it's just, it's so um, impressive, you know, like um, it, it was like the, the, like whatever you read in there, you know, like it was like you were in the know, especially for us. Like Jay, don't you feel because we're East Coast lesbians, <laughs> we, yeah, we yes. needed that to know what was going yeah. on on the West Coast. Exactly. You know, like we didn't know, we didn't have that that kind of access. That was our that was our window to know what was happening in in yes. East Coast lesbian land. <laughs> I mean, imagine if you felt that way. How you know the isolated woman in the middle of you know. Nebraska felt exactly yes nice so when you know when I saw the on when I messaged you and I saw on the L word the new generation the new L word the reboot that they had Alice on the cover I know cover I was like I wonder if Franco has seen this because I noticed it like the 20th time I watched it because I was watching them there wasn't enough of those for me so I know and I was like oh my god that is so cool that was isn't it crazy that you saw it and I didn't yeah I was just gonna say like you would think that I would just be able to pick I was like wait a second is that they did a good job making it look real it looked real you know they did (laughs) you know I I'm I wonder Franco when things like that happen does it have the same effect as it did back when you were starting or has the shine worn off a little bit and you're kind of used to it and just give it a nod or, or is it still like, it's still awesome. It's still amazing, you know? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it was cool too, because um, Leisha was on the front cover of that fake magazine and Mm -hmm. uh, she has been on the cover of the magazine quite a few times. And in the ahead of the curve, movie i don't know if you noticed her as a little baby dyke oh. uh, at one of our booths saying we love you curve, love curve. <laughs> <laughs> i'm funny. gonna have to go back and look yeah it's sweet <laughs> yeah, yeah everybody's they, grown like grown so much what are some of the things that you think along the way um have stuck with you uh what a miracle it was and is to have, you know, 30 years of iconic magazine like that just survive, you know, because the community <laughs> wanted it so much. Yep. And, you know, I just think through the movie, uh, you know, it's kind of coming back to light of like, you know, how this contributed to um for sure. women's culture yeah and you know you you i never stopped feeling gracious that um you know it wasn't me just me so many people put their heart and souls into that magazine mm-hmm. and uh you know took a chance right along with me so 
that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you well, know, it's your, you, the more you tell our stories, the more it changes people's lives. No yeah. one can tell our stories like we can tell our stories. I mean, you've worked with some quality, quality people. Oh, you know, for sure. It's like, I don't want to ask this, but I feel like I have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> right? you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> this is like, which cat is your favorite? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, is there somebody that you gelled with, you know, so well, like that, that, that you knew this person was the right fit to be working at the magazine? Oh boy. You so know, many. <laughs> so many, so many people like when I first started the magazine, I just, we had no money and I hung up a sign in the window of the gay bookstore different light in the San Francisco Castro district where I was working. It just said writers and photographers wanted for new lesbian magazine. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, someone would call up to be like, yeah, well, you know, I'm a photographer for the San Francisco Chronicle. Do you need photography? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> okay, I'm an editor for the San Francisco business times. Do you have an editor? I'm like, wow. I'm like, it's like it was meant to be. I, I kid you not. Yeah. Yeah. That's quality. Like you weren't getting some like high schooler that's like looking for a right. Internship yeah. and, you know, because they want to they want to major in journalism. You know, like that's fantastic. Yeah. That's but the thing is, it did let us give back to people like that. Right. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. and to kind of foster this next generation, which is something through the newly founded uh, Curve Foundation that we're really trying to focus on right now it's perfect timing isn't it you mm -hmm. know i mean if you think about especially with with the pandemic and everything people having to you know do their schooling from home or do their education from home and and all the people that were you know graduating around that time that were ready all fresh faced to jump into their work life and then that happens so it's it you know it's a it's a great time to, for something like that you know it's 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 helping so many people you know, it, it, that's, that's a amazing. Who came up with that? Was that just something everybody said, we need to do this? Um, I think it was more of a focus group that we put together. It was like, okay, what is the next phase for Curve? What does the community need now? Um, and we really decided it was to help us tell our stories. So yeah. to tell, help the queer women and non-binary people in our community to tell their stories, because like I said, who can tell our stories like we can? Um, and one of our programs is um, emerging journalists. So taking not necessarily young, but early career, even if that means switching careers, journalists oh, and giving that. them, yeah, giving them mentorship yeah. and financial resources and coaching and, 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 and so, um, and then the other project we've been working on is um, archiving you know, the 30 years of Curve Engineering Magazine so that anyone who wants to can look at every single issue for free online and search wow. them and, That's you know, amazing. it's no small undertaking. Yep. I love what you're doing uh, on the Curve Community Facebook page where oh, people could tell their stories and and the love is love, show me yours. Like, I love that you give that platform to people to tell their stories because I believe that too. Everyone's got a story and no one can tell it like they can. And sometimes people think they have the most ordinary life and then you hear about their story of their life and it's 
it could be a TV show or something, you know? So I think yeah. that I, yeah. I love that you do that because I don't think people, no one's really doing that to the, the way you're doing it, giving that outlet for people to write their story. I think you're so insightful to see what's needed in the community and to put it out there. Oh, thanks. You know, the, the great thing is the Curve community. I'm, you know, able to do that Facebook page. And I don't, you know, it's, it's something free for the community. It's not a charge thing. It's accessible to anyone that has a phone or, an, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh-huh. So, yeah, just trying to keep it real. Who was the first person that was the like the, the biggest celebrity, like the first big celebrity you got to be on the cover of Curve where you were like, oh, my God, we got this person. Melissa Etheridge. I thought so. I thought so. So she did so much for the magazine uh, and then was later in the film. And, um, you know, she's just a good quality, you know, person who says, all right, I owe, you know, I owe the community a lot, which I'm like, you don't know the community a lot. I mean, like we owe you a lot. You yeah, know, you're yeah. coming out has allowed so many people to just be like, well, if she can do it and risk everything, then so can I. She's so, so generous. Yeah, she's really generous with her time. I interviewed her um, for SheMag a long, long time ago. And I felt like we, you know, if I hadn't heard the ice cream truck, because like I was doing the interview and it was <laughs> hell over here and I heard the jingle of the ice cream truck. And I was like, Oh, Melissa, I'm going to wrap this up real quick. Ice cream man is here. But I felt like we, we could have talked for like an hour. You know, she just, there was no publicist cutting in and saying, all right, that's it. You got to wrap it up. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it was just, you know, like I, I just, I, I really, really love when, when people are like that, you know, when they, when it's not, stuffy and professional and they're not given programmed responses and right i feel like you know when you get someone like that or you get like a you know a, a family you know like a, a lesbian you know a cover story or whatever i feel like they're so much more comfortable you know doing an uh-huh. interview because it's curve magazine you know and they feel like they're wrapped up in a little hug and there's no they don't feel like you know someone's trying to bait them or trying to get them to um you know to to you know drop hot gossip or whatever they just feel so- I might need to steal that wrapped up in a little hug <laughs> it is it's i mean that's the whole thing about the magazine you open it up and it's like a big hug from the whole freaking community it's, it's fantastic um one of the questions i always wanted to ask and, and believe me i know like a lot of people that worked for the magazine over time you know oh i'm sure and i always forget small world them. yeah mm-hmm. but i always forget to ask them did you have did you have a lot of like queer queer guys that wanted to work for the magazine and and what were your thoughts or feelings on that like gay boys coming and saying, I could, can I do this? Can I help? Can I work? Was there a, have a, some of that, but it was more like, you know, the IT, uh, the IT person was like, <laughs> I got somebody to replace me, but he's a gay guy. I'm like, is he mm-hmm. good with a, you know, IT? Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> and he saved board. our ass. Like, you know, you need somebody that can come at like three o'clock in the morning yeah. because you're trying to get a magazine out and, right. you know, the computer's just like, you know, giving you the middle finger. Yeah. I always wondered. I did. I just always wondered if there were like, yeah. you know, the gay guys that wanted to, to, you know, to be a part of it in some small way. Yeah. <laughs> were they allowed, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, you know, um, uh, we had some, 
employees or, or spouses of employees that transitioned. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they were definitely queer guys in the office. Excellent. But, you know, it was it was very, you know, it was like. Imagine you're, you know, in the 1990s and you're in San Francisco and you're working in an apartment full of lesbians, you know, and I can't say that no one ever goes like, oh, my God, it's so hot here. I got to take off my take off my top, (laughs) (laughs) you know, or one time I was on deadline and I came back from a dinner break and I put the key in the door and I started to open the door and I hear from upstairs like, don't come in. Do not come in. I was like, oh, everyone okay out there? Like, we're in being intimate here. I'm like, somebody had brought their girlfriend. Ah. <laughs> I guess that happens too. When no like, and then me, I was like, oh, okay, just you know, like I'll come back in 25 minutes. <laughs> your wife with that. How was that having your wife work on that on the film about you? Was that was that like cool to have that happening or was it more like, oh, you know, it's putting a little strain here on, on us? It never put a strain on us. But what it did do is it it made me feel comfortable enough to like say, OK, you can ask some hard questions where somebody else I'd just be like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Like my disability, like, yeah, I don't really mm-hmm. want to talk about that. Let's, you know, focus on other things. Right. Yeah. So I just said, you know what? If you're going to be the one to do it, you and Rivka, I trust you. You know, let's wow. get vulnerable. That had to be hard, though. Wow. That's that was that tough. Yeah. That tough. Yeah. That's tough. I think the amount of people that stepped up and were a part of it had to have been heartwarming, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. That's that's pretty incredible. But yeah. that's the. I mean, that's the backbone. Uh, yeah you do that people don't wouldn't question it like yeah I'll be involved like yeah what do you need from me you know that's mm-hmm. the beauty of what you've you know you know what your garden has produced oh how lesbian was that oh that was good <laughs> you're just like a you know rolodex of like I'm still in those quotes today. like a v like a like a v a vegan goddess wow <laughs> yes are you burning patchouli in your uh in your apartment right now I would, no i actually worked in my garden today <laughs> that's why it's still in my brain <laughs> it's uh it's you know what the the thing of it is is that there's i you would be hard pressed to find a person um you know especially in our in our queer community and say the word curve and and have them not know what it that's is cool mm-hmm. you know like that's, right I think that is like just like I said iconic it's legendary and it's just you know something that you know right time um right atmosphere and you know you surrounded yourself with really good people and that is something to just be so proud of it's, mm-hmm. it's a fantastic and such know. a need at that time too you know yes. right so yeah. it was yeah. like the perfect storm so to right. speak Right. Thanks for saying that. The hard, the thing of it is, is like you know, we didn't have anything that was just ours. You Mm. know, like we were sharing bars with the boys back then. You know, um, Mm -hmm. you know their magazines and their bars and their and it just felt like we didn't have anything that was just ours. And here you created something and then shared it with just us. So I want to ask you both. You know, what do you think is the biggest problem facing 
our community today? For the, for the women specifically? Mm -hmm. Or our lesbian community? I, I think that queer me speaking for a person that that's um, that likes to to go out and see and gather where the women gather and uh, and see mute and hear music like there were, I don't know where the women's bars are, but they're like nowhere. And yeah. then when there is one, they still only have one night maybe for the women and then they have a different theme to keep it going. Like, where are the women supporting yeah. bars for us to go to? Yeah, so that's I, I got to agree with that. It's really difficult to find a venue, um, you know, to gather, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, the WNBA, I mean, there's so no, nobody's going to basketball games anymore. That used to be a big thing. You know, Absolutely. bars are closing left and right. There's just so, you know, and it even, you know, I love, don't get me wrong. I think community centers are the, the pulse, you know, the heart of our community. But I also think that they're very oriented towards youth. And mm -hmm. I feel like women in their forties and fifties yeah. left yeah. behind, just get left behind. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's, that's why we do what we do because we I was just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. We found that, you know, people our age, we're having difficulty connecting, you know, and that's, that's why we do. And I, I, I still think that, you know, there's a need for that. You know, you can't just, oh, there's definitely a need for it. Just push us by the wayside because we hit 50, you know, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Look at us now. I think yep. this is the perfect way to end this is, is just look at us now. And what you're doing is helping us look back so we can appreciate where we are now. And that's, and what you're doing is helping us look back and forward. Oh, oh. that's wonderful. Well, Jesus, thank you so much for being so yeah. with your time. We thank you both. We love what you're doing and um, we're always going to love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ditto. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank Thanks for the opportunity. Nice to speak to you guys. Up next in the mix is Celeste Picos. She played Campbell on Showtime's Work in Progress. This original episode aired on September 25th, 2022. This is a big day. Talk, big day. I think we talked extensively about. Um, how much we enjoy the show work in progress oh yeah so yeah. excited about today yeah. i love that show i cannot wait till the third season yeah and this past one i feel was it, it was just stellar you know like it was so good everything was it was so well written the the uh the progression and the, the characters it was just definitely was so we're fortunate enough to have uh the um uh we have Campbell. We have the best friend, Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last, uh, let's get the name right. Is it Pichot? Pichot. We're going to find out because she's here right we now. We will find out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Hey. Hi there. Hey. Hi. 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 What a thrill. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank you for having me. That's so nice. Oh, Thank God. you for being here. Thank wow. You. Super excited. <laughs> We we're just we we're just talking about how um, we talked extensively about how much we love work in progress and especially this last Always. season. Yeah, this last yeah. season was so stellar. You know, thank the you. The, the 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 character progression, the storyline, everything was so well done. You know, like like really, it it felt like the you know the first seasons we were getting to we were getting our feel 
you know, we yeah. abide. Yeah. And uh, and this season was just um, knocked it out of the park. Like, just makes you want to keep going. Yeah. Exactly. I noticed a big part of the show is about uh, being in Chicago. I mean, it's filmed in Chicago, yep. right? And they make a point out of saying that. And uh, absolutely it's very true to that authentic Chicago. Is there yeah. a reason for that? Is Abby from there? Abby lives in Chicago, and actually, Abby and I met like, you know, 23 years ago now we're going on. Actually, we met even uh, before then, we met about like 25 years ago when I was still living in Iowa. And then when I moved to Chicago, um, uh, Abby and I met through the improv community. And um, Tim Mason, who directed and co-created season one, he and I were in our very first improv class together 20 something years ago. So the storyline definitely has Chicago as a character. And mm-hmm. let's face it, there's there's really no city like Chicago. I don't know if you've <laughs> both been there, but it's, no. it's an incredible town. Yeah, I had a cousin that lived there for years and he says the same thing that you're saying right now. Yeah, it's really? so... It's sweetheart city, and um, there there's uh, just a massive load of talent there. It's just beautiful um, in every aspect of the city, and and Abby is a staple there. <laughs> <laughs> is the ground is it the Groundlings? What's the improv group there? Second City. Second City. The, okay. Yeah. Oh. So, and Abby and I both toured um, with the Second City for many years, and. Um, so we come from those stomping grounds. But there was also IO um, and then the Annoyance Theater. So it's a it's really the, the my cousin worked at both of those at at the Second City and at Annoyance. Okay, yeah, oh. yeah. Years That's ago. where we got our chops, and um, yeah. yeah, it's kind of the 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 mothership. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, so. but do you feel like uh, because of that that improv background, that's why your scenes together are so authentic yeah that along with just abby and my friendship going um and we and we have performed with each other forever you know we've improvised together tons of time times and then like the directors and the writers all knew that we are improvisers they are too um Mm -hmm. a lot of them and so they let us kind of you know, they trusted us with it, <laughs> but Very if you nice. give Abby and, and, and me an inch, we will, we will. <laughs> but yeah, it, it does, it does create more of a um, very relaxed, naturalistic like environment when we're doing those scenes. It, fe- it comes through. It comes yeah, through so much. It does. I can't tell you how many times, like I've turned to my wife and I've said, does he, it feels unscripted, doesn't it? Like it, right? Their, yeah. Their, their vibe is just it. They're so connected. They're like that's really a huge compliment. Friends. I love the episode two queens on a queen. Oh my god, that was amazing <laughs> because you got first of all, it took me a while to get what that title meant, and then um, me and then too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got to see so much of the city, and yeah. I loved Campbell's family, and I loved the dynamic of the both families, because first you visit Abby's family, and and it was just great, and it's like you can see you guys have a friendship. You have this bond beyond, you know, two actors working together, so it's it was just really so authentically great, the, every part of that episode. Thank yeah. you. That, that was definitely one of our favorite episodes to shoot. 
yeah. <laughs> you can feel that. It's so it's it's amazing to me how it all it all comes through in the work, you know. Mm-hmm. And like my I I was what I was wondering was like you have you been in on the from the ground floor or did did she just so, say I got a script I want you to take a look at or were you in the involved in that part too? No, uh, well I was in at the beginning, but originally um, what she and Tim wanted to do was develop a web series based off her show of the same title, Work in Progress, a one woman show that she did in Chicago and mm-hmm. for, for a couple of years. And so they started developing it into a web series, but when that, and they called me and they're like, hey, do you want to come down and like shoot a couple scenes playing Abby's best friend? I'm like, yes, it's you guys. <laughs> Hello. And so, um, so I flew in, I was there literally less than 36 hours, but we shot that very first episode that premiered in season one. That was, um, well, when they, so when Tim and Abby started editing it, it started to feel much more like a pilot. So they continued Mm -hmm. to go with that organic, you know, personality that it was starting to show. And so um, then on a whim, they submitted it to Sundance and um, Showtime was in the audience. Uh, she met with them like I I think it was like the following Monday and they picked it up direct series for eight, eight oh episodes. Wow. It doesn't happen like that. And so, right. but it was yeah. such a beautiful yeah. first episode just with all those raw emotions and something that we've never really seen before. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so luckily, since I was part of that um, story in the first episode, I carried on with the and continued on with the the um, show. I I love everything that you guys touch on from the the different dynamics in a family. Mm-hmm. You know, your blood family, your yeah. family. Uh, the the trans awareness was just eye opening, and yeah. you know and you know, the highs and lows of that were incredible. And, uh, and, it, and what a time to be shining a light on that. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. the, it's necessary. The, we, it, it, it needs to be there. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, what was so great uh, about it, I, I think you're so right with the timing of it. Um, and hopefully we'll continue to, to progress or that we see these type of voices come to air. And what was so, you know, great is like, this is a show that um, is is focused on someone with with just a world of family, friends, the queer community, but it's mm-hmm. not essentially focused on just one because that's how we live our life, right? Yeah. Right, right. Our cousins, and they're not all queer. Like, yeah. like, like we are part <laughs> of society. Yeah. And yeah. so we're trying to have this genuine, honest voice. But also what truly made it magical was not only um, on... Uh, uh, on camera, but behind the camera and behind the scenes, we had this beautiful, diverse group of directors of hair and makeup, of of props, set director, everything, camera, um, part of the, the queer community, identifying as trans, gay, you know, straight. Um, I mean, yeah. gosh, the pilot was done by Lily Wachowski. Um, Tim Mason is a straight white get, guy, uh, <laughs> Abby. And, you know, and so like these voices can actually come together and, and make something. Oh, really yeah. 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 The diversity is, a, is really amazing how that blends together. It's just a really great uh, 
great dynamic of people that come together with a message and 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 it just comes through. I mean, I just love the the way her sister, Abby's sister, is kind of like the total opposite of all of it. But yeah. yet she just embraces. I love the brother-in-law, how he just wants yes. to understand and be part of all of the queer community, but he doesn't fit in in like any way. But he <laughs> right. just wants to be there, you know? And uh, yeah. And I, I have to say the one thing that like a laugh out loud moment was in the very uh, first, I think it was one of the first two episodes of the first season when, when uh, Abby is finally getting together it, with uh, with the, with her boyfriend, and yeah. so they're they're in bed, and uh, and then Campbell keeps calling, and she's like, <laughs> yes. but I love I love that Campbell sent the um, the little uh, gif that says uh, I will not be ignored, Dan. Yeah, the fatal attraction. <laughs> fatal attraction. Oh my God. Yeah. I died. That was so funny. Like I love the way Campbell will relentlessly annoy her and just like break through to her, but oh, yeah. be there for her when she needs her. Like yeah. in those moments when she was not yeah. wanting to come out of her room and everything was dark and you just like got her back to life. Just, it's just yeah. a beautiful like friendship and I like Thank I like you. being able to laugh through those intense moments too, you know. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah, like <laughs> is that line like laughter through tears is my favorite emotion, you know. You need, a, you need some type of a release after these, like that time's very heavy yeah. emotion. Yeah. And, yeah, and you know, Abby and Campbell's character was written um, very, very um, uh, uh, with the mindset of platonic. Let's show mm-hmm. what a platonic friendship can be. Yes. You know, yes. and that was so important that none of the, and I know that there were questions. They're like, oh my God, are Abby and Campbell going to hook up? And like, yeah, you know, yeah. um, especially in that very first, or I'm sorry, one of the last episodes of season one, we're in the bar and, and Abby's kind of wasted and going nuts. And Campbell knows her past, like when she's <laughs> getting to this place. And that was <clears throat> not really a red herring. I thought, I think it was just like, oh my God, I'm going to have to clean up this mess. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and knows the rabbit hole that she's going to spiral into versus you know like um but i love but i'm in love with her you know which is not mm-hmm. that she loves her yes yeah. right her. right and maybe at one time they they made out in college or something but you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> never got that far <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i like that because that's what keeps people wanting more like wanting to know no more you know like i feel like there's so much to get to in the next you know, in the next season and, and right. waiting for it. And that's one of the things, you know, and, and everybody's yeah. gone through that, you know, like everybody's yes. gone through that. You got your, your straight bestie, your queer bestie. Right. You know, and no matter who comes into the situation, they want to know the background. You know, oh, yeah. Exactly. Did you guys ever sleep together? Did you guys ever sleep together? Did you ever do it? You... So yeah, that's like um that's so relatable. It's 100 percent relatable. Yeah. Everybody goes through <laughs> it. It's fantastic. Was Julia Sweeney part of this putting the show together because she was such a part of it in the beginning yeah. of the it's show? Random. I, I want to yeah. say like Julia um helped produce. I, I I might be pulling that out of my my butt. 
Um, but um, <laughs> but I but I feel like she she was like exec EP or something. Um, but but I will say that that um, the whole Julia Sweeney line uh, um, storyline um, that did affect Abby as, as you when people would call her Pat or whatever, which was exposed mm-hmm. in the very first episode. Really, and, yeah. and then um, and, and so then and Julia, oh, the coolest. I love her. Um, <laughs> She jumped. She jumped in. She's yeah. like, absolutely. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. so so she she's just a beautiful person and and um, was all about coming in and, and and, you know, and I've read so that I'm not speaking for anyone, but um, that this kind of helped her reconcile with that character as well. <laughs> yeah, you know? I was just going to say that, like how brave of her to jump in. Yeah. And, you know, um because as it was happening, I'm like, oh my God, like I used to laugh at Pat on Saturday Night Live. I dressed right? up as Pat for Halloween once. I have friends that did too. And it's, yeah. you know, it's, I, I think what I came to terms with is that like, you don't, you don't have to feel bad because nobody back then was aware that it was right. anyone, you know? And I, right. and I got that from reading this article about, the woman that that created friends you know um yes. has like donated money now to yeah. you know, lgbtq because like she looked back and said you know what you're right we yeah. did some we did make some offensive comments or we did handle this in maybe an offensive way and we didn't mm-hmm. you know we could have handled it a lot better but then i go my god that was 25 years ago you know like yeah. it's right. yeah. that she's recognizing it now um, and, and drawing, you know, uh, a spotlight to it and saying, Absolutely. you know, and I've learned and if we were doing it today, we would be better at it because yes. we've learned in 25 years. Right. And, yeah. And, and it was a different crazy time back then. Right. In, in the, yeah. in the right. early nineties. I mean, it yeah. was. Yeah. It was super transitional. So, you yes. know, people were finding yes. their ways and what was politically correct and what wasn't. And, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Things are really different now, so it's easy now to look back and see that. There, so. there are programs out there now that are, I get that, you know, they're critically acclaimed and everything, but we're learning from them. Like, it's a sin, you know, um, and uh, the new queer is folk and the, the new L word. And, you know, now that they're, you know, they're coming back and they're coming back today. And it's like, we're starting here and we're moving right. forward. And this is what today's society looks like as opposed yes. to what it did 20 years ago. So yeah, yeah, I think that's great. And I think it's 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 good for people. I don't know about you, Jay, or or you, Celeste, but like I don't go clubbing anymore and I don't go to the cool in spots, you know, so much <laughs> anymore. And so you know, sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit behind the times, like I don't really know. So if I'm not seeing it on my TV. I might not be aware of it. So I'm getting to learn. I, I I don't do anything. (laughs) Me neither. neither. You know what I mean? You do wonderful artwork. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that certainly um, is a big compliment. And so thank you very much for that. Um, I do love crawling all over your Instagram because it's, we should tell everybody it's, it's Celeste and Clogs. Yes. And yes. It really, Love yeah. it. 
it's fantastic because oh, thank it's you. a little journey. That was my very, this one was my very first one I did yes. of yeah. Vivian, <laughs> my, my shepherd who I lost, but yeah. Oh we kind of have the same taste of, um, I think you kind of have the same taste as I do with industrial chic kind of a thing. Like, I feel like you're using some of those different aspects in your art that I see, like a little bit of the industrial look, but bring yeah. it in a more artsy way. Well, you know, I, um, um, when it comes to like, and, and I'm still, I consider myself a novice when it comes to painting, because I picked up a paintbrush maybe four years ago now and, and really what, yeah, watched a Bob Ross video and I could not draw a tree for the life or paint a tree for the life of me, but I'm like, I know my dog. And so started, and then I started just messing around and now, and then, yeah, JD, like, like I, I, I do definitely have like, I think a significant, uh, vibe or feel to my my work and I use a lot of um in my oil paintings I use a lot of uh um cold wax which can create oh. that kind of crazy texture in the back and I just love like you know colors and and I try to um uh, that's also what allows me to make it individualized for whomever is getting mm -hmm. a piece but uh, to use whatever colors they want but yeah yeah so is, always, is the uh, is the goal to like have a showing? Do you think? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Eventually, I mean, I'm doing a lot of commissions right now, and we'll could probably continue to do some for the next, um, you know, month or so. And then, um, and I am I am taking class as well. Um, so just different little projects, uh, and um, and, and then paint for the, for the whole reason just just to paint and then i'll see what i come up with what type of collection it starts showing itself and then yeah, yeah. i'll probably, probably do a showing or something that's it's so a work in progress so to speak progress <laughs> <laughs> my grandma uh, my mom's mom was a painter and she died you know 25 years ago and um and i didn't know her as a painter just knew her as my grandma and and um, then when I started painting, my aunts and uncles would start to send me work of my grandma. And I and and if you put one next to my painting, and um, you didn't know who painted what, it's almost as if like my grandma is like coming through me because oh, cool. we have the same exact technique, the strokes, the coloring, the um, and it's nuts to me when I look at like our paintings next to each other. I'm like that is insane. Yeah. That is really cool. Genetic. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you may do something with cows because of Campbell's obsession <laughs> with cows? <laughs> yes. You know, in I fact, I, I just, my, my nephew was like, um, I had a pet pig in college and my oh, nephew, um, yeah, my, my brother, uh, There's a fun uh fact. what's that? There's a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, I went to a little Catholic school, college in, in Iowa, and the nuns were like, do you have a pig? I'm like, it's, it's being babysat. Don't worry, we're, I'm paying, yeah, paying somebody $50 an hour. But, um, so my brother called with his nephew, or FaceTime me, and they're like, uh, Aunt Celeste, did you really have a pig? I'm like, yes. And then um, he wanted me to paint him a pig, so I did. I, in fact, just shipped it out today, finished it this past week. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll paint a cow. I'll, I'll probably send it to CEO. Every year we go to this thing called the Cow Pie Festival. And you can, you can, there's a livestock tent. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. There's a livestock tent where there's pigs and sheeps and goats and and cows and everything. And you can, you know, you can touch them. So I was oh, like, yeah. I wanted to touch a sheep so bad, you know. And I just like I couldn't oh. wait to to reach in and just touch the sheep. And then I was like, <laughs> those little farm animals are my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I always it's wanted crazy. to see a pig. That's funny. That was always my thing when I went to Michigan with Judy, the uh, girl, I, my friend that I sing with, uh, she comes from Ohio and she grew up on a farm. And then she, her husband grew up in Michigan. So we went to this small town in Michigan. And I said, do you have, do you think I could see a pig while I'm here? Cause he <laughs> they thought that was the oddest question of all the things I would want to so see. So city-fied. We're and city-fied. They actually knew someone who had pigs and I got to see a pig oh, in, in real life. Yay. Yeah. Oh, I love pigs. P- pigs are my favorite growing up. I, I have like, I mean, I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, Celeste. Like maybe I am hitting a little too close to Campbell with her cow. <laughs> Did you come up with the cow idea for Campbell or who came up with that? Um, you know, I think, oh, I think the writers did, but like I knew a lot of the writers too, and they knew me. And so we wanted to keep Campbell, um, you know, a lot of her truth similar to mine, Iowa, um, things of that nature. But, um, but yeah, so, so I think they came up with, um, Campbell's like obsession over over cows. Which I love I'll take it. I love, I love them, cows. Man. Well, are you guys? Do you have a date for going back for season three? Or? Yeah, they they um they did not renew for season three. No. I hate to be the bear of no. the bad news, but um yeah, I think last year in November um uh not not really any reason i mean obviously like you know it was critically acclaimed people love it i just it's a it's um a small uh you know i don't even know like i'm not working for networks or in the the business but um but yeah so so we're two seasons and you know and i think that's okay um bummer because like yeah Throughout shooting season two, we're like, okay, for season three, we're gonna right, yeah. yeah, and you know, so, so you come up with these fantasies and stuff of what you'd love to see. So it's yeah. it's truly a bummer, but also, my goodness gracious, such a blessing that um we got to do two seasons of this incredible story, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and hopefully it will live through and and continue to live on the legs that it has been given and mm-hmm. who knows you know maybe another network will pick it up maybe i um, know i was just gonna say yeah. I lose hope with the, all the streamers and yeah. stuff out there exactly. i never lose hope anymore yeah yeah i really exactly. i don't I know i i'd be happy just to walk into a gallery and see your artwork so oh hey yeah. you you yeah. both totally. will get invitations when i make that happen yes <laughs> we'll be yeah. there We'll have to that would be amazing from London, Denise. <laughs> yes, so, I would. <laughs> I have a I have a question then because maybe you can answer this. Um, was there ever a first name for Chris? Because you saw it blurred in things, right? And, right. The, the was dead there a, the dead yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. The, um, right? the dead name. No, I'm sorry. No, there was never no. really a name. Um, oh, oh, I, I'm so sorry. Um, in the script or something. So, no, no, in the scripts, never, never. Wow. So, um, 
Yeah, it was. Uh, and the reason why um, I think they made a specific decision not to provide that that name because it no longer exists. It's so I think. Uh, yeah, it's. It, yeah. It made it, yeah. You so so the situation still existed, yeah. obviously, which haunted Abby. Right. 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 But, yeah, but we wanted to um, make sure that, again, living in the truth. And having the respect of who um, Chris is, um, yeah. that 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 was a specific choice. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, that's great. We'll never know. That's, that yeah. was a really good. We'll never way to know. Do. Yeah. yeah. Really. Good I think so to do. too. I think so too. Yeah. Are you? Um, are you? Do you have anything coming up aside from the? Yeah. Art? Yeah. 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 I, I'm. Else? You know. I mean, we're uh, just a working actor. Like, uh, seeing what comes next is usually what that means. Um, <laughs> uh, praying, uh, knocking on wood, um, mm-hmm. but hitting up those auditions. I have a couple commercials running right now. Um, a couple episodes um, that are uh, just came out this year. One, um, Maggie on um, Hulu. And I just um, that. I was flipping through Hulu just now. So okay. two. And um, you know, just uh doing what what I need to be doing. So we'll see. We'll we'll see what hits next. Well, we're keeping our eye on you. You are on our radar, yeah. not in a stalker yeah, weird you. way, but you're on our radar. <laughs> not in a weird way, not in a scary way. I lo- either way, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, we're gonna let you get back to your day. Um Thank and you. uh yeah, I'm going I'm going to bed, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you're in London now. It's probably like what? 10? Almost 11. Almost 11. Oh my gosh. Like an old lady. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for taking your time, both of you, for taking your time to talk with me. Oh, it's, we feel honored. We feel blessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. I was, it was 2 a.m. I happened to just look at my Instagram because I was working on something and I was trying to get pictures. And I said, let me see if there's one on Instagram. And I saw your message and I'm like, I'm, oh God, Celeste got back to me. And I, <laughs> I was traveling and I'm so sorry that it took me forever. Cause then like, if you ever get caught in that moment, it's like, if you're like, okay, I got to remember to respond to that. And then you get like seven more messages and then it's right. gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hear you. And then you're oh, like, yeah. I get back now. Is it weird? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Should I wake Denise exactly. up now? I'll wait till later. I'll wait till she wakes up. Cause I know you're so respectful. I'm the complete oh. opposite. I'm like bugging her at like seven in the morning. And <laughs> you can. I, I, I'm just so glad. That's why it's like when you, you gave me the list of my like, let's do Friday. I'll take the first one. I'm excited so to do this. I'm so happy. Yeah. Like I, said, I told me. Anytime you she wants to do it. Today? Anytime. <laughs> well, you, you both are a joy. And, and I, I just thank you so much for spending some of your, your day with me. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you Thanks honestly. for being with us. Okay, listen, we're keeping our eye out. Yes. And I'm going to follow. Um, um, I think I, I've, do I follow both of you? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Okay. And the rainbow. Uh, yeah. I'm on it. I'm on it. We will message message you. Message me, yes. Okay, cool. Thanks again. See you guys. Why do you always run back to the love of you? Like, never stop chasing your dreams. That's true. See? And I confess. My addiction.
my addiction is you. <laughs> we drank way too much whiskey. Don't ask me why I'm here tonight. I had to take this midnight. 